0: Okay, Bible and Daily Lifers, here we are. We are going through the New Testament. We're making some strides. We're making some progress. We are in Matthew chapter 6. This is what's known as the Sermon on the Mount, where Jesus goes up onto this hill and he gives this famous sermon. Now, not everybody knows everything that's in the sermon, but uh, there's quite a few things in here that are pretty familiar to people. So we're going to keep reading here, starting with chapter 6, and we'll see how far we can get. There's so much... This is chock full. It's hard to get everything here. But we're going to start, and let's see how far we go in chapter 6. It starts with Jesus saying this. Beware of practicing your righteousness before other people in order to be seen by them. For then you have no reward from your Father in heaven. So the point here is Jesus is telling us, don't be all kinds of righteous and holy uh, so that people will see you and say, oh, you know, what a, what a great person that is right there. Well, he says, thus, when you give to the needy, now he's assuming that you will give to the needy. That's sort of interesting in and of itself. Don't sound a trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and the streets, that they might be praised by others. So don't make a big deal about it. Don't go making all kinds of noise about it, because the hypocrites do that. They want to be seen. They want to be recognized. So really, you're buying your own publicity is what you're doing there. <laughs> Jesus said it's not, it's not from the heart. It's not, it's not coming from you know, deep within. It's an ulterior motive or, or at least another uh, benefit to giving. He said, truly I say to you they have the reward. What's their reward? People say, wow, you know, that person did such and such. So there's your reward. Uh, that's the end of it. When people forget about it, the reward is gone. He said, but when you give to the needy, again, assuming that you will, don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your giving may be in secret, and your father who sees in secret, he'll reward you. So saying that God will be the rewarder for you, and he sees what you're doing in secret. Now, uh, is that the good news or the bad news, that God sees what you're doing in secret? (laughs) I guess it could be either one. But God will reward you because he sees what you're doing. And when you pray, now this is assuming that you will pray. You shouldn't be like the hypocrites, the actors. For they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and on the street corners that they might be seen by others. So same thing as giving. They like to pray so that people will see their piety, see how pious they are, how how holy they are, how committed they are. But when you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. So go hide away. You don't need to make it public. You don't need to have everybody seeing you and, and watching you and hearing you. God hears you. So when you pray, don't heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do. Well, I tend to do that in my prayers. I, I say the same things over and over again. and uh, That's not how you would talk to a friend. That's not how you would talk to somebody at work. That's not how you would conduct yourself in the boardroom or if you're sitting shotgun in a truck going to a job. wouldn't talk all kinds of empty phrases. So don't heap up empty phrases like the Gentiles do, for they think that they'll be heard for their many words. Well, honestly, I think that. I I think the more words I hear, the more God is going to hear me. And I've been really trying to consolidate my prayers and, you know, make them make them real. Don't be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask him. So there's uh, some idea that prayer is asking God to do something for us. So when you pray, pray like this. Now this is known as the Lord's Prayer. It's really the prayers, the prayer of the disciples. Jesus is teaching them how to pray. So when you pray like this, say, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our debts or our trespasses, our sins, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. So it's a familiar prayer to some, but I like to break it down into sort of an outline form or a bullet form where you take each one of those phrases and use that as Roman numeral one in the outline. So what would Roman numeral one be? It would be our Father in heaven, who art in heaven. There's a couple of things there going on, and when we're praying, let's do it. Our Father, which art in heaven, there it is. So, Father, you're my Father. And I like having a father. In my day, I need some guidance. I need some leadership from you, Father, right? And it's our father. So my father and your father, we're in this together. So I like to pray this prayer in the morning and think about, well, who will I be meeting in the context of today? And this prayer will include all of us or both of us, whoever it is that we're going to see, whatever it is we're going to be doing. Our father, God the father together. So we pray that and we pray to God the father. And then we say, hallowed be your name. Well, that means his name is set apart. It's not like any other name. So you, you really want to start by just praising and thanking God. So, you know, we say, oh, thanks, Lord, for the day. Thank you for who you are. I just want to praise your name and let your kingdom come. Well, that word is rule and reign, kingdom basilia, the Greek word. It means to rule and to reign. So I'm saying to God, God, you know, take control of my day. Take control of my life. You be the one that leads the day. You be the one that leads the events. Let, let it come. Let your will be done. So not so much what I'm desiring for the day or for my life or for my goals or whatever, but, but what you want, done. Let's have that happen on earth as it is in heaven. Well, in heaven, there's no sin. There's no disease. There's no people who don't know God. So let that happen now so I can pray. God, I pray that my friends, my family, my coworkers would come to know you today. Let your kingdom come on earth just like it is in heaven. Now, this one's important. Give us this day our daily bread. So there's some um, sense here that uh, Jesus is encouraging us to pray daily. Give us, you know, this day our, our daily bread. Uh, we're asking God for, for, for provision. In the world where we get salaries and hourly pay and we're, you know, part of unions and contracts and all those things, we don't always be so aware that it's coming from God. We think it's coming from somewhere else. Well, it's God who's providing for us, and he wants us to ask, and he wants to provide. So um, I pray this prayer when I pray, because I'm a pastor. I pray that God will provide all of the needs of the church, all of the financial needs. And I've been in ministry for 30 years, and he's provided every time, week after week, month after month, year after year. And um, Sometimes it's pretty scary, (laughs) but it's always there. He wants to provide for us. And he provides for our needs, not necessarily our wants. Another story. So he says, forgive us our sins as we forgive our debtors. So this is sort of interesting that I'm asking every day for forgiveness. Very important, I think. Uh, At the end of the day, or maybe at the beginning of the day, or throughout the day, I, I try to pray this prayer like as many times in the day as I can. You know, forgive me as I also forgive others. This whole idea of forgiveness is letting things go and having a new beginning. Well, I want a new beginning, but I also need to afford other people, and those people who have offended me and hurt me, I need to afford them uh, the same thing, the forgiveness, the dropping of the thing, and um, going on to a new beginning. Don't lead us into temptation, but deliver us from evil. So, uh, you know, keep me out of trouble, Lord. Keep me out of trouble today. So he says, for if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you don't forgive them their trespasses, neither will your your Father forgive you. Listen, it's important to let people go. Forgiveness is is the heart of the gospel, and forgiveness is the key to peaceful living. Uh, We need to forgive. Now, it's true that you can't necessarily forget, and maybe you should not forget. And and forgiving doesn't mean that... um, you know, those who have hurt me that I'm gonna go back into their presence again and, and hang out with them again. I might need to stay away from them. That's just wisdom. But I need to let them go because when I'm holding on forgiveness, it hurts me. It doesn't hurt the person that I'm not forgiving. They probably don't even know I'm not, not forgiving them and, and if they did know, they very well may not care at all. So it hurts me. And and I need to have my life free. I need to have my conscience clear. I need to be forgiving others because it hurts me when I don't forgive others. So then Jesus said, when you fast, uh, again, assuming that you will, don't look gloomy like the hypocrites where they disfigure their faces, that their fasting might be seen by others. Oh, I'm fasting. I'm so hungry. Truly, I say to you, they have their reward. People are like, wow, that guy fasts all the time. But when you fast, anoint your head. Look chipper, look look alive, wash your face, that your fasting may be seen not by others but by your father who's in secret, and your father who is in secret will reward you uh, this is pretty interesting this whole idea of fasting here is probably talking about food and in the ancient world, you spent a lot of your day food looking for food, going to the market, preparing food, you know, getting the you know, the wheat and the dough, and all day long, you're just, it's all about food. And so if you would fast, you have extra hours in the day. Uh, It might be, you know, appropriate fast now might be uh, social media, it might be uh, television, it might be uh, recreation, lots of things that we can abstain from in order to have time for, for other things. Like what? Well, like for God, maybe, to, you know, read the Bible, or read a Christian book, or read a devotional, or Or maybe for friends or for family, Uh, you know, fasting uh, for the benefit of really enhancing our life and our walk with God. And then Jesus says, don't lay up for yourself treasures on earth where moth and rust uh, destroy and where thieves break in and steal your stuff. Uh, But lay up for yourself treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys, where thieves don't break in and steal. For er where your treasure is, that's where your heart will be also. So be careful and be generous. Uh, Jesus will get into that as well. We'll have to close it up here, read the rest of the chapter. But the guy who led me to the Lord said, you can't take it with you, but you can send it ahead. (laughs) So you don't want to stir up everything here, you know, necessarily just, you know, more and more stuff and more and more clutter. And man, I'll tell you what, we, we accumulate a lot of stuff, a lot of junk. So Jesus is telling us to live a simple lifestyle, talking to God, being in communion with God, getting daily forgiveness, seeing that our reliance is upon God, um, not cluttering up our life with all kinds of stuff. So uh, there we go. Bible and daily life will will continue through Matthew. Find us on Facebook. Find us on YouTube. Find us us all over the place. Uh, Wherever you found found us now, we'll be there as well. So uh, bless you guys. I love you. Bible and daily life. Uh, Peace, peace, peace. You're loved by God.